Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Yo, Max. How you doing? Good morning, Keyshawn. Hello, Joseph. Yes, that is correct. Yes. Joe, uh, Joe I'll see you at the par five today. Uh, where are we playing at the, the, uh, your club. It's on your dime. We're, uh, I thought we were going to play at the barbecue station in Memphis. <laughs> oh yeah. We playing there tomorrow. Some beautiful courses in West Palm. I'm sure Jay. There are. I'm going down to Memphis today though, Max. It is time to see. Game I think Jay two. might play at a particular course. Never mind. What? <laughs> what? what? I don't, I don't no, do never mind. Over yeah. my head. Key, what Billy, is you're so stupid. <laughs> Yo, know, what you say, Jay? What is wrong with you? Billy, you're yeah, so stupid. Yeah, I figured you might so play at a certain course down there, you know? So stupid. Shut up. Billy, Billy. you're so stupid. <laughs> Somebody get this man. <laughs> Diana. Billy, you're so stupid. Billy, you're so stupid. <laughs> that was her Rosie Perez. I loved it. So th- this is this is how it goes down in the two-on-two. So Alan Hahn is Woody Harrelson. Then you have Bart Hahn is Wesley Snipes. And then Diana Racine is. Huh? You call them Bart Hahn. Oh, uh, Bart. What? Oh, they're Bart. two different guys. Bart. Yes, Bart. Yeah, we got. Yeah, Bart Hahn. Love Bart Hahn. Yeah. Non-a-com. Like when Diana started getting into like the way Bart is built. Like the way he Bart is, is built. Like the point is, he was built to be a football player. Some people like it. That's not a basketball body. That's a football, hundred percent. Just doing shoulder shrugs all day, staring <laughs> in the mirror. <laughs> uh, linebacker. Strong neck. Um, guys, you hear what Magic had to say? Uh-oh. Something controversial? What happened? About the Lakers. Of course, you know Magic, a hot take a Twitter account. <laughs> Here's Magic's tweet. The two big market teams that need to improve are the Lakers and the Knicks. Oh, I would agree. I would say. See, that- Key, that's a tweet of somebody with some real money. Let <laughs> 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 me go ahead and say something not controversial because I don't need to say anything controversial. Well, I mean, you could say that about the Knicks almost every year of my life, the Knicks need to improve. Lakers, less than any other team ever. However, you could say it about the Lakers now, but it it got us to thinking, which NBA teams, like New York, L.A., which town has better basketball prospects for next year? 888-SAY-ESPN. Which Mm. NBA teams in New York and L.A., Jay, have the best prospects, not meaning young players, meaning chances, for next year? We got the Clippers, Knicks, Nets, and Lakers. How do you rank them, Jay? So you ask me for my uh, my rankings. You know, I'm asking for Jay's round ball rankings. My round ball rankings. Let's get it. Don't worry, Max. I'll toss it to my rankings. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yates, you put some new beats on my rankings. My new round ball rankings. Let's kick it off with number four. At four, we all know who this is. I mean, I have all the teams in New York and LA. I'm sorry to do it to your Max, but you're no longer even a fan of this team. It's the New York Knicks because nobody knows what the hell the Knicks are doing. Julius Randle, is he a building block or is he not a building block? Is he the leader that you need for the franchise? I don't think he is. Is Tom Thibodeau the coach that you guys think you need? We're not sure. Last year, everybody was sure. Last year, everybody thought everybody was okay. But this year, a lot of question marks. I can tell you what I do know, though. 
R.J. Barrett is that dude to build around in New York City. Duke stand up. Respect to R.J. for what he's been able to do thus far. They're going to give him a rookie max extension. He deserves it. But a lot of question marks around the Knicks. They're number four. Moving next. At three. Key, I'm sorry to do this. It's your, it's your leg show. I, I just don't know what moves are going to be made. Is Anthony Davis going to be healthy? Russell Westbrook, he's going to be the highest paid player in the NBA next year. LeBron James could come back and have another phenomenal year. He's off right now in the Maldives, drinking Los Lobos, doing his dancing, getting his hips loose for the next season. He says he's never going to miss the playoffs again. But still a lot of question marks about the pieces that Rob Palenka and company surround these three with in order to help them get there. But I do understand that the core could be a championship core. Still question marks around a lot of these cores. That's number three. At two. Same question marks. Max, I heard you talk about this on the crossover talk with Dave Rothenberg. The Nets. The crossover talk. The crossover. I don't know. They, I always say crossover talk because it's basketball talk in my opinion. So anyway, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, questions around the vaccine. What's going to happen with that next year? Ben Simmons, the mental health component. Will we see him be the player that he was a couple of years ago at Philadelphia? The pieces still line up, though. I still like their chances in the Eastern Conference. That's why I slightly have them ranked above the Lakers. That's number two. And number one. And running point. Man, look, people can say what they want. We haven't seen this guy play in a couple of years now. It feels like Kawhi Leonard, the Clippers, <coughs> Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Nicholas Batoon, Morris Sr., are you talking about Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, Ty Lue is a coach, Norman Powell coming off the bench, I think this team, Robert Covington, I think this team is absolutely loaded. We have not talked about the Clippers at all as it relates to the Western Conference. Everybody will talk about what Denver's going to be with Jamal Murray and Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. Everybody talk about the Lakers. People talk about Golden State. People talk about Dallas Mavericks and what moves they'll need to make. But at the end of the day, I think the Clippers are best aligned to win championships if Kawhi Leonard can stay healthy. A huge if, but if he's on the court, they'll be right there when it's all said and done. Man, you just say, said you hadn't seen Kawhi Leonard in two years. But I'm just saying, Key, when he comes back, all their pieces are there for them to win a championship. The claw. When he with comes Paul back, George. we hadn't seen him. What about AD, though, Key? AD, same thing, right? Like you assume no, both we've seen are AD. Doomed. AD just won a championship. <laughs> but, Man, but, what the, you but, about? but wait, but the point is, AD won a championship one year after Kawhi did. And Kawhi didn't do it in the bubble, by the way. But it, but both. Oh, so you trying to dis? So you trying to yep. discount the bubble? No, that's what that he just did. Key. That's what he just did. Only for the purposes of my only for the purposes in my argument at the moment. Anyway, it favors my argument. So, Max, no, it don't dis Max. Your argument and don't give me no anyway. Max, I'm nice in try. South. I'm in South Florida. Max, don't you dare discount the bubble getting <laughs> right. to a world championship. Well, don't po- you do it. My point is this: I'm not. I'm. Max got a couple things. You bust in a bubble. A bust. Yeah, that's right. I hate to bust your bubble. So. Here's the thing. AD, I don't think, is never going to play 60 games again. I think he'll have seasons where he plays 60 games again. So you can't discount the Lakers or count them out. And same thing with Kawhi. I don't think Kawhi's never going to play again. You think Kawhi's career is over? He'll get into 60 games again. I'd say probably this upcoming season. So the Clippers and the Nets are clearly uh, – or, or sorry, yeah, the Clippers – and the Lakers have real chances next year, as do the Nets. The Knicks are the only team without a shot next Here's year. Here's my right? thing, too, Max. Out of all, we don't know who the Lakers coach is yet, but I mean, by far, in yeah, a way, the best coach on this so list long. is Ty Lue. Is Ty Lue. By That's far. what I'm saying. And if there's anybody that understands how the Lakers work and how LeBron James works, you mean Tibbs ain't on Ty Lue. <laughs> Tibbs ain't part of the top four. Imagine if Ty Lue was the Nets coach. Now, all of a sudden, you probably put the Nets ahead of the Clippers, Jay. Yeah, you would. You would. That's huge. 
You know what's really funny, though, Key? Back to your point. I mean, last year we would have had – last year you might have had Tibbs two on this list. Mm. You, right, you, you would have taken – last year, Max, you would have mm. taken Tibbs over Steve Nash. Yeah, I guess. And you might you might have battled with yeah only because Frank Vogel. No, you know what? Experience. I wouldn't have taken Tibbs over Steve Nash. I'll tell you why. No, I would have. I'll tell you why. Come on, Max. No, I'll tell you why, Key Jay. I'll tell you why. Doing nothing sometimes is better than doing too much. Like Tibbs is doing too much, wearing these guys out, man. Like to to me, especially if I have talented veterans, maybe just do nothing. Get out of the way is better than get in the way. I I, you know I I just want (laughs) to I laugh at this. Because for me, I, I have other reasons why I don't think Tibbs is the right fit. But how, how embarrassing is it for us as a culture that we say, oh, you're, you're wearing guys out, playing 82 games, you're practicing <laughs> them way too expect hard. Them to earn a living? You expect yeah, them to ah, earn their contracts? Yeah, well, what is it to play defense every possession? Who the, who the hell expects people to play defense every possession? <laughs> that Tibbs key, he's old school. He's, it'll never work. He wants guys to play, to earn their contracts, and play both ends of the floor. He's crazy. Yeah, no, that that uh, if Tibbs came and knocking at my door, I'm passing because you're not going to wear me out and then blame me when it's all bad. Uh, nope, not no. going to have it. Look, Ty, I think your point is really good, Jay. Ty Lue could be the tiebreaker, so to speak, yes. putting the Clippers over if they're healthy. I mean, like, look, the Nets have been hurt a lot. The Lakers have been hurt a lot. The Clippers, too. The Knicks, the only team that is really irrelevant on this list in terms of them competing – is, is the team you don't have to worry as much about health? But the Key. other three got stars, but they're all banged up. Key, y'all out Yo. west, y'all need to stop playing around and just go ahead and hire Mark Jackson. Just do it. He will – LeBron will listen to Mark Jackson. He respects Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson has built a great culture. He did that in Golden State. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson still talk heavens and earth about Mark Jackson. And if it wasn't for the front office and if it wasn't for ownership – Mark Jackson would have been that guy there before Steve Kerr became in and replaced him. But he is the right coach and personality and demeanor for the Lakers. And it might happen. Who knows? It should. It needs to know, happen. It might. It might happen. I. I don't know. I don't have any intimate knowledge about a team that won in a bubble two years ago. That was for you, Max. <laughs> Bye. Take Listen, if cheese. it suits my argument in the moment, I'm going to use it. That's all there is to it. Uh, but I think. I think. You know what's so funny is I don't realize – I mean, I don't understand why basketball takes so long to hire a damn coach. Football guy get fired to hire the dude the same day. Well, I think they're just waiting for the playoffs. You know, the playoffs to be over. They were, there was talks around Nick Nurse. He obviously made a comment. There were talks around Quinn Snyder. But look at the way that team folded in the playoffs. Like, is that something that L.A. wants? No. I mean, so there are little things that you're still kind of waiting to see how they pan out. And, uh, you know, look, you, you have to make the right decision considering LeBron is 37 going into the twilight years of his career. You have about, to make the right decision. What about as a town, L.A. or New York? Whose basketball near future would you rather have? So add up the Clippers and the Lakers on the one hand. Knicks, do the Knicks I think it's the Clippers br- and the Lakers. Because the Knicks just don't bring anything to the table. That's the problem. And it's always been the problem in the NBA, you know, since the end of the Patrick Ewing era, basically. You know what's the crazy, Max? So, like, the table. being born and raised in the tri-state area, I don't like how how do the Knicks not have an organization in which people are dying to come to New York City and be the guy? Like everything that New York City can provide for you from a marketing perspective, from a lifestyle perspective. I know it's not L.A., but like it feels like business-wise and your brand-wise, you can turn into a, a billionaire if you have the right personality that wanted to be there. It just doesn't seem like anybody 
wants if to be Dr. there for that Buss organization. If, if Dr. Buss would have bought, Dr. Jerry Buss would have bought the Knicks instead of the Lakers, a lot of that would be Knicks history right now. It's ownership, man. That's where it starts. Yeah. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Oh, okay. Guys, a lot of people want to talk about Baker Mayfield still. A lot of people still want to talk about him. I know Key and Jay do not like the term bust. I don't like it either, but I, I hate think it. it exists. I hate it. Rolls right off your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> what would you call Baker's career in Cleveland? I, I agree. We disagree about that. I think there are. I think Anthony Bennett was a bust at one overall, right? Like by the standards of the NBA. However, there are players who don't want. Like Baker's not going to get to his second deal, but. I'll tell you what, I can't really call him a bust because he did win double digits. He he won a playoff game. I, he's something. What he's is a he bridge. His second a bridge. deal with Cleveland. I mean. Uh, he's a bridge, Max. A br- if you, if you, if he's you don't a bridge dra- guy. He's That's a, right, a, but you don't get drafted one overall to do that. Obviously, obviously, yeah, but I mean. He's it, a disappointing it, bridge. He's a disappointment. Fine. He's a poorly he's a constructed, disappointment. disappointing bridge, if that's the way you want to frame it. They need it. to rebuild infrastructure. They need an infrastructure bill once they, once they drafted Baker Mayfield. Kevin in Florida, what do you think? What's going on, guys? Hey, um, I, while I agree with you, Max, about you can't really call him a bust because he's kind of accomplished too much and sort of disappointment, but I think that if you boil it all the way down, wouldn't you say the draft was just flat out a mistake? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of who else was available in that draft, though, guys, at quarterback. Josh Allen was available. Josh Allen. Lamar Jackson. I mean, Key, we've always talked about this. Would Sam Darnold's career have panned out differently if he went to Cleveland and Baker went to New York? What what would their careers have been like? Because those are the three guys you think of. Who who knows what it would have been like? Maybe maybe it changes. Maybe, well, no, Hugh Jackson wouldn't be the coach there anymore. But maybe – Kevin Stefanski's still there, and now Sam Darnold's doing what he needs to do, and Baker Mayfield is thriving in New York. I think Josh Allen is a little unfair because he had all the raw stuff, but he was a long way from refining it. Lamar Jackson's Man, a legitimate the right point. situations. Young quarterbacks got to be in the right circumstances and situations to succeed. Mm-hmm. If they're not, they're, it, it's, it doesn't matter. I don't know how many times I got to continuously knock people in the head to get them to understand that. You know, it, you, it, it's so much about where you're at in your circumstances and your situation. I mean, if you, you know, you look at our own careers, if I didn't get Bill Parcells and I had Richie Cotide, who knows what the hell would have happened in my career? Thank you, If Pete. Jay, who knows what happened if Jay didn't decide to get to Kamasaki? <laughs> the, the what? What's it called? Kamasaki? A Hamasaki or whatever? Kamasaki? You say Saki? No, what, what type like of motorcycle? Like a drink? Kawasaki. Like a, a Kawasaki. 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 That just goes to show you I don't know nothing Yamaha. about it. Whatever, man. You know what I'm saying, Jay. But but just <laughs> you you think about it. Certain situations are certain ways. If Michael Jordan would have gone to the Portland Trailblazers, well, Michael Jordan would have been Michael Jordan? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure he would have. Yeah, yes, he would have. There's no way. We don't know Bobby that. Bobby Knight see, said but, when but he Matt, was still on the that? Olympic team, he hadn't even turned Max. pro yet. He's the best player he'd ever seen. But, Max, but that, that doesn't but Max, mean anything because he would have never got Phil Jackson. But, Max, that goes back to my same point about Draymond Green, right, about going, uh, getting drafted by that culture 
with Golden State, what that does. And I've been saying it's the same thing. And Key and I are going to keep And I, Michael Jordan is a friend think- of mine, and I love him to death. But you got to look at the situation. He gets Phil Jackson. All of a sudden, he gets Scottie Pippen. But he's going to be a great player either way. He was going to be a great player, but would he have been the greatest player to ever walk the face of the earth? Not if he didn't get Phil Jackson in the triangle offense. Yeah, he probably still won, win one or two, and put up crazy numbers, and there'd be some people arguing for him. Maybe. No, maybe. Maybe. But, but, but Max, you forget with Doug Collins, it wasn't that way. That was one of the big things on Doug Collins about the set, and and that's why they brought in Phil Jackson – and um, Tex Winters to build out what the triangle was because it, it focused people on you not know, playing, it, it, focusing it, on but, Jordan. But wait, if wait, the captain, if the right captain never was the shortstop of the Yankees, he was the shortstop of okay. But no, wait, wait, the, I want the, I want to address Minnesota that. Twins would have been great. I mean, come it on, it wouldn't have been the same. However, greatness is greatness. Michael Jordan was averaging thirty-seven Ooh. points a game before Phil Jackson ever got there. So what? He was, Bradley, wait, hold, Bradley hold, Bill hold, averages hold on, a lot of hold on, points per game. Hold on, hold on. He never won a chip, but. He never played with a single other all-star either. Derek Jeter, if he would have played left field for the worst team in baseball, would have wound up in the Hall of Fame. He had 3,000 hits. My point is, would they be Jordan and Jeter the way that we think of them now? Maybe not, but they'd still be but great Hall of Famers. A, but, all, but all that is a part of it, though, Max. You, all that is a part of it. Them being great is about the circumstances and the situation no, them, them in which being they the, were in. No, no, them being that level of great. That's, that's my point, Key. That's why I think you guys are missing my point. There's, if there's greatness in someone, it's going to express itself even to the degree to which it does it. I agree is circumstantial, but Baker, we're not talking about greatness here by NFL standards. And he was in a bad, I, I get it. He was in a, not a bad situation, a less than ideal situation to start. In other respects, he was in a pretty good situation. The fact of the matter is the greatness by NFL standards ain't in there, guys. That's what we're talking about, right? But you can't call him a bust either. So what would you call him? That's what I'm saying. So Todd Haley, Brown's offensive coordinator when they drafted Baker, was on this show January 7th, and he mentioned who he wanted with the number one pick. Listen to this. In that draft, you know, for me personally, uh, as we went through the process of looking at all those guys, you got a a bunch of teams, the Browns being one of them, desperate to uh, find a, you know, face of the franchise type quarterback. I don't know if in other years, those guys would have got drafted necessarily where they did. Terrell or Terrell? What is it nowadays? In Connecticut, <laughs> wrong with Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Uh, I agree with Keyshawn. It's hard for, you know, if you make it to the NFL, Can you hear me? Yes. Hello? Yes, yeah, Jay. go ahead. Say what you're saying, buddy. Yeah, so... It, I agree with Keyshawn. If you make it to the NFL, you're not a bust. Like, and you take a risk, no matter if you're drafted first, second, third, or fourth. You take a risk. You might have to call Baker some. He's a jag. He was just the just guy. The guy yeah. He was just the guy. At that, you know, you didn't know. A jag is a pretty one good one for Baker. Yeah. Just the guy. Just the guy. I remember when um, Ryan Clark said that. I, that was the first guy I remember saying, like, I think it was after some performance where Baker was pretty good. And his take was he's essentially just a guy. And I was like, oof, that's kind of devastating because he was right, you know. But Max, Max and Keith, Keith, tell me what you think about what Todd Haley said about what we just heard, about that draft and about a lot of guys kind of all over the place. Well, I, I, I know Todd, you know, and I, and I had conversations with him before that draft, before they 
selected Baker Mayfield. He did not sign off on Baker Mayfield, but it wasn't his choice and his decision. Mm. Um, he liked Josh Allen. He liked Sam Darnold. And he liked Lamar Jackson. And for whatever reason, Dorsey decide, John Dorsey decided that he was going to go with Baker Mayfield and go against what everybody's wishes were. And I don't think the building was split. I think the building was split as far as the general manager's decisions. He was going to make it regardless of what anybody else said. The coaching staff didn't want Baker Mayfield, but John Dorsey, the general manager, wasn't listening. And Baker Mayfield got put in a position that would have guys like Max Kellerman calling him a bust because he got drafted up too high. Well, right. If he okay. wasn't drafted up that high, let's say he was 20, wherever K. McNow went, for instance. If he was in that teens, at 18th, 19th area, we wouldn't even be sitting here having to be like, oh, yeah, he's playing pretty good. No doubt. That's the point, isn't it? What you paid for it. If you pay, if you pay a certain X for a house, right? You pay a certain amount for a house. Then you go to sell the house, and it, it's w- worth one-tenth X. You'd be like, damn. That's a bad yeah, but, investment. But, 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 Max, also, and I, I'm, I'm trying to still figure out what you're arguing, though, Max. And that's where I'm getting a little bit confused because I, I hear what you're saying about what expectations were around Baker and that he didn't reach his ceiling. But they were still – that's like saying, well, the, oh, the value went down the house, but I didn't still have incredible times in this house with my family. Well, but, right, times Jay, I'm not calling life, him a bust. I'm not calling Baker well, that's a bust. What I, I'm, oh, so what, I don't know. What, what are you arguing? Well, uh, the, the, the existence of busts that they actually do exist. I think they do exist. I don't think it applies to Baker. But it is interesting. You can't exactly call it a raging success if, if they can't get to his second contract. And, and now Key is saying he might not play in, in the NFL next year. Well, it's, the, it's nowhere for him to play. He wants to be a starter. Right, but if you're real, real right good, now, you will start. As of right now, he's getting $19 million if he sits at home and eats bananas all day. He's yeah. getting $19 million. Sounds pretty good. I like and I, so, I like Max, $19 million. Just to, to, to help Key's points, he took the Browns to – the playoffs. He took them to the playoffs. Did he take oh, them by the to way, the playoffs? He's going to get credit for it, Max, because he was a quarterback. And by the way, he won a playoff game. I, When's the last time the Browns have won a playoff game? I, I brought it up many times. I agree. It's not exactly a success. It's not exactly a failure. It's something in between, right? I just want to make sure we put respect on Baker's name. It's not all. It's not all like ho hum. He's horrible now. No. Well. I don't think he's all right. I think he's. I'm the one on this show saying I think he's a little underrated. Usually, I think he's become a little bit underrated. He's rated where he needs to be, man. Which is what? A good player. He's a good player. He's a player. A good player in a bad situation. That's what he is. We will. I don't continue. know why Seattle won't sign him. Maybe they just don't want to pay 18 million dollars. I don't know. Well, listen. If if Cleveland, as Diana Rossini has say, said, is actually holding out for some other team to pay the full freight, that would explain why he hasn't been moved, right? Because the team don't want to pay eighteen million, especially. Why would I pay you eighteen million? Why would I pay eighteen million? I know you got to pay you. That's the point, (laughs) Key. Everyone knows that the Browns are on the hook for it. Why would they pay it? Hey, you can have him. Well, you know what? Never mind. You go ahead and just swallow that pill. We'll continue this conversation. Plus, what one NFL insider says about the Baker Mayfield slander. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. I know right now there's a lot of smoke around Baker Mayfield and people are down on Baker. He handled it wrong because he allowed his feelings to get involved. But I am surprised that it's such a limited market. Another potential landing spot for Baker Mayfield has already come out and said that they're out. Keyshawn, J. Willimax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. So the Keyshawn, J. Willimax Twitter account, we tweeted out, you're not allowed to use the word bust. How would you describe Baker Mayfield's career in one word? Jordan Renan, who covers the Giants, New York football Giants, quote tweeted it. Man, the Baker Mayfield slander has to stop. He went to an organization that was all-time bad, set TD record for rookie Helped turn them around, made playoffs, one playoff game, was lights out to beat rival Steelers, was hurt last year, has limitations, but deserves respect. Thank you, Jordan. Well, I agree with that. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Jordan. Jordan. I I agree with that. I would never argue that he should be a a bust, but what do you call him? Jay says a bridge. Key, what you said what? Uh, Didn't you say disappointment, Key? Yeah, disappointment. We had a, a, a caller say a jag, just a guy. I've been arguing, guys, I like Baker more than most, to tell you the truth. Not enough looking back to spend the first overall pick in the draft on him, but... No, I, I wouldn't have drafted him one overall. Not a, yeah. not, no, I wouldn't have done that. I like him better than a lot of guys where I'd say the names and people are like, oh, you're just wrong. Like, for example, and you'll tell me I'm wrong, I'd rather have him than Kirk Cousins. You're wrong. <laughs> I'd rather have him. Yeah, why? Why? Because I think Baker is basically a winning player. I've seen him lead drives to win important games. And, and he is, you know. I'd call that even. Okay. Yeah, right. I'd call even. it even. I, yeah, I'd call I it even. I think Kirk has come up in the world. I think Kirk was overrated for a long time and is now finally playing at the level that people were giving him credit for like five years ago. When, yeah. to me, it used to be you needed eight yards, Kirk Cousins got you six. Now, I mean, like, you I mean, know, he look, padded his stats but wasn't winning. But now I think he's a good quarterback. I mean, look, Max, if, if we were talking about the NFC North, we'd be talking about the Minnesota Vikings winning that division if Aaron Rodgers didn't come back. Right. No, they're yeah, about Kirk, Kirk, no, they, I think they, Kirk they, has come they, up in the world. Okay. Baker Mayfield basically in his best year did the same thing Kirk Cousins did in his best year in Minnesota. Yeah. It's just, so it's basically the same guy. I yeah, mean, he had, Baker had four head coaches in like two years. 
then got Nine some different stability. Coordinators, yeah, receivers a, in and out of the lineup. Had a real good year, and then got hurt last year. So like yeah. that, yeah. I I think part, like, part of let me tell you yeah. something, man. Having lived this personally as a player, mm-hmm. when you have a polarizing personality, people are going to discount your ability because that gives them reason to hate. Period. Period. They're, they'll find a way to make it seem as though you can't play because they got some other beef with you. And that's what Baker, he's too many commercials. He's a this, he's a that. He's okay. There's nothing wrong with Baker. Are there better quarterbacks than Baker? Yes. But you can't get those better quarterbacks. So you got Baker Mayfield. Can you win with Baker Mayfield? Yes, you can win, Baker Mayfield. He showed that two years ago when he won his first playoff game and turned to Cleveland as part of a Cleveland Brown team that was turned around. Yeah. Last year, he was hurt. They were hurt. Okay? So it's like, I get it. You go get Deshaun Watson. You're supposed to get Deshaun Watson. Hell, Deshaun Watson was one of the top three quarterbacks in the National Football League prior to him getting himself caught up in stuff. So, so Max, can I just go back to your point for a second? Because I would take Kirk Cousins over Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Just look at even last year. I mean, completion percentage, 66.3 for Kirk. 60. Wait, are we talking about last year when Baker was hurt? Go to the year before when Baker was healthy. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's what we're saying, Jay. Thank yes, you. Thank you, And you know, what, you know what I remember about Baker, guys? When Lamar Jackson had the bathroom game, right, where he comes out of the locker room and leads him down the field to win, Baker had just led them down the field. It, 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 it was like a poor man's version of what, of what the Chiefs and Bills just did. Whichever quarterback had the ball last, that's the team that was going to win. Baker was playing that well to me. Yeah, let's see what Miles in, in Auburn, Alabama, had thinks about Baker. Thank yes, you. thank you, Jordan. Morning, guys. Thank you for having me on. Morning. So, I, whenever you guys throw around the term bust, I know that everybody's not classifying Baker as a bust. I, I think that's wrong, and I think that the term bust should be reserved for guys like Ryan Leaf, who – went in and was an absolute head case, also didn't perform on the field. And then you have to look at the historical impact of who was drafted behind him, who went on to be one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Um, so I, I think the term bust should be reserved for people that not only didn't perform on the field, but also squandered their chances because of their attitude, their personalities. And Baker does not check those boxes. Well, Peyton Manning was drafted before Ryan Leaf, just to correct you there. Yeah, Peyton went one and Ryan Leaf went two. And by the way, Ryan Leaf is like a redemption story in many ways, but that's partly because of how poorly he performed on the football field. Right well, away, yeah, right? his personal life got in the way a little bit. Let's take another call, Max. Let's do it. Uh, C-O? What am I supposed to say? Co, Co? in Atlanta? Co in Co. Yeah, but, but they're Okay, anyway, they were both capitalized, so it's like Co in Atlanta. All right, Mike in there Cleveland, you you're on with. If it's cap, that means you need to yell it. Anchor yes, yeah. Co! Co! How, y'all doing? How y'all doing today? What's up, Mike? Okay, this is my, um, I think Baker's overrated. Okay, um, Jay. Um, I... yep, see, yep, he was getting ready to say overrated, and, and, and the football yes, gods cut you, your mic. Jordan. <laughs> Let's go to. <laughs> Why do you no sound more. like RuPaul when you do that? Do what, my shoulders? Thank yes, you. thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Hey, will uh, James Harden ever get back to the form that the, the Sixers thought they were, they, the player the Sixers thought they were getting? You better work. 
His head coach in Houston joins us next. We're back on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Key, Jay? Yo. What's what going up, on? Maxer? Hey, yes. Max. That's hey. correct. Hey, so I walked into the studio here, and um, the guys, I was like, hey, you guys mind if I grab some coffee? And the guys brought me a coffee um, cup back, and on the coffee cup, it has in marker, heat hater. And then on the back of it, it has a villain. So apparently I've rubbed people the wrong way down here with my lack of appreciation for the Miami Heat. It's pretty uh, intense, guys. Just yeah, say. well, yeah. everybody has a lack of appreciation for a lot of things. And we got callers that sitting around wanting to talk about Baker. Don and Cincy. If Baker's not a bust, what would you call him? What would you call his career in Cleveland? I would call him a paradox. Mm. Paradox. Okay, why? Check that definition out. Oh, well, it shows uh, he's neither a bust nor he's great, uh, but it, his talent is contradictory. He's good sometimes and he's bad sometimes. He's not the, the best player on the team. He's not the worst player on the team. And he could start from other players. You, you examine that 30 team, 32 teams, whatever it is. And, and check out their quarterbacks. Are they all better than Baker Mayfield? Or their Ooh. backup quarterbacks, and they're not. And so I will call them a paradox. Hmm. Well, Definition, a paradox. Max, a seemingly absurd or self-contradictory statement or a proposition that when investigated or explained may prove to be well-founded no, a, or true. A paradox is a, it's not the right definition. The paradox is actually a statement <laughs> that if it's true – well, I, I promise you it's not the right definition. I didn't Your say it was it wasn't. I'm just laughing because leave it up to Max. He going to make sure we know. <laughs> I'm gonna, exactly. Now, a paradox is a statement where if it's, if it's true, it cannot be true. In other words, uh, the person you hear on this microphone right now is a lie. It always lies. If that's true, meaning me, then well, it's then it, that's a lie. It, so it can't be true. That's a paradox. See what I'm saying? Yeah, no? got it. It might be true. We might have to. <laughs> yeah. Lewis in Atlanta. Do we have time for Lewis in Atlanta? Hey, how you doing? What's up, Lewis? Lou? Why you uh, I would Lou? say Baker Mayfield is underappreciated because. He not only did he put the Browns to a winning record, he changed their culture and he just mm-hmm. made them a winning franchise. What do you think about that, Key? Yeah, he, he, I mean, it changed the culture. But again, like I said, man, when you polarizing, that's how people treat you, though. You you don't get the benefit of the doubt. If something goes wrong, the first thing they want to try to do is blame you. That's just that's the way it is. I've lived it firsthand. Trust me, many times over. I think Baker also was was good, but. 
he was on a very good team. He deserves credit, and I think people also recognize he's not exactly Patrick Mahomes. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. It's not like we're surprising him on anything. Come on. He's literally seen every single coverage. It's not like you can speed him up. You can't rattle him. And although James Harden hasn't been the player he's been in the past, I think they know he's someone who's capable of going for 40, 50, even 60 points possibly. So they threw everything at the book at him with different coverages, different looks. Several different guys guarded him. But hey, it ain't easy winning in the playoffs. You're going to face great teams, great players. Including young up-and-coming teams like the plucky group. Out of Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers head coach, by the way, former Grizzlies and Rockets interim head coach, J.B. Bickerstaff in studio now. Good morning, coach. Morning. Appreciate you having me. Great to see you. What's up, J.B.? What's going on? You guys doing all right? We're doing yes, good, sir. man. JB. Great, man. We were having a conversation, J.B., around bust. Uh, and is that word relevant for our athletes? And it just led us a weird direction because Key and I definitely hate the word bust. I, I, I would agree with you on that, you know, because circumstances play such a huge part in what a bust is. Uh, the opportunity you're given, especially early in your career and particularly in your sport. You know, what I mean, I think of, you know, football in particular, you know, depending on your position, if you don't have the right pieces around you, you know, similarly in basketball, uh, it could be tough. So. Uh, a lot of circumstances play a part of that. Mm. J.B. Bickerstaff giving the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance. Um, Coach, what do the Sixers need from the beard to get them past the heat without Joel Embiid? Uh, they need him to go full beard. Uh, you know, we've obviously seen what he's capable of, you know, and I think he's been trying to navigate his way through you know, being a different player over the past couple of years, you know, coming to Brooklyn and then playing with Embiid, you know, he's changed his game to kind of try to suit those guys and be, you know, what they needed him to be. Uh, But, you know, in order for them to win, he's going to have to go back uh, to the Houston version of himself where, you know, he's got to lead the team in shot attempts. He's got to lead the the team uh, in, um, you know, usage rate and all those things. He's got to be extremely aggressive. JB, it's interesting because I just watched the Miami Heat put Trey Young through the torture chamber where he saw a multitude of bodies. The physicality of the game was different. And as I'm watching James Harden since his return, I don't know if I see the same blow-by speed that he has. I don't know if he still has that physicality uh, to just burst by you. He can use his shoulders, his upper body frame, to, to, to out-muscle you. It doesn't, and also last night, he only had four free-throw attempts. So the lack of shooting in the second half is something that was a little bit concerning for me. Only one of four from the field in the second half. And I'm curious, JB, you know, obviously you've done a hell of a job with Cleveland, incredible job with that organization, getting them back to the upper echelon of the Eastern Conference. How would you right now continue to defend James Harden as opposed to what he's not doing? Uh, I think you got to continue to crowd him. Uh, And I think that's one of the things, you know, with the rules changing, 
you know, guys feel that they can be more physical with him at the point of attack. You remember there was a time where, you know, there was a fear in guys' minds because of James's ability to get to the free throw line. Uh, so you were already on your heels because you were wary of the, uh, of the whistle being blown. Uh, and now you look at it also, you know, with the spacing that's on the floor with him, they're continuing to just send bodies at him. And his ISOs now, you know, they're not concerned about guys outside the three-point line. He's the problem. And they're crowding the floor and not giving him room uh, to attack and beat his man. That's really interesting. Cool. So, it, it, key real quick, like that – so the, the your analysis to me, to correct me if I'm wrong, like last year – I thought Harden, game for game, by far the best player in the league. Like, he was playing genius-level point guard. But he had guys like Kyrie and KD at different times and some shooters. Now, they gave up Seth Curry in the deal, right? So now, if he's trying to play point guard without shooting and spacing and they're calling the game differently, he's kind of framed as looking a little more past it than, in fact, maybe the case. Yeah, I, I don't think he's past it by any means. Uh, you know, we know what James is capable of. Uh, we know what his skill set is. You know, again, it's that chess match in the playoffs. Now he's seen what Miami wants to do to him in the first round of the in the first game of the playoffs. Now he's got to be the one that makes the adjustment uh, and get back to being in attack mode. You know, getting some easy ones. I think that's what we're missing too: is the layups, the free throws that creates that rhythm and that helps that shot go down as well. J.B. Bickerstaff, head coach of the Cleveland Cavs, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Coach, clearly when you look at Harden, he's not the same, or at least people think he's not the same guy. We're not seeing the same things that he did in Houston. What's actually wrong with him, though, right now? Again, it's, you know, it's hard to say uh, from the outside that there's something wrong. What I can say is that something is different. Uh, and to me, a lot of that is, you know, the pace of the game that he's playing at right now also. Uh, you know, when you talk about what he did in Houston, they were always tops in the league uh, in pace. And that's how quickly they were able to get shots up and create shots up. Uh, I think for him, especially against Miami's defense, as good as they are in the half court, you know, they've got to find a way to create some earlier opportunities for him. Uh, you know, whether that's high drag screens, you know, drag screens or back, uh, screens in the backcourt to get him going downhill. But they've got to find some more tempo uh, to allow him to be the best that he can be. JB, let's talk about the Memphis Grizzlies versus the Golden State Warriors. I really do feel like it was a missed opportunity for the Grizz a couple of days ago at home in a game that they should have won considering Clay missed those free throws. What did you see from the game that the Grizz need to do adjustment-wise to game two to get, in my opinion, a must-to-win game at home? I'm like you. I think they had an opportunity. I think they had uh, the game plan in place. You know, they were aggressive to the paint. I think one of the things that did hurt them, which was uh, different for them, is they gave up quite a few offensive rebounds. And in the playoffs, you know it, if you give a team like the Warriors uh, extra opportunities on the offensive end of the floor, uh, most of the time they're going to make you pay. So I think, you know, if they do the job that they typically do on the boards and limit those second chance opportunities, uh, I think they've got a good game plan in place. Yeah, I want to circle back to something you said about pace. Seems to me, you know, when Harden got to Brooklyn and D'Antoni's on the bench there, even if Nash is an, you know, an inexperienced head coach, they can kind of roll out of bed. They know how to do it, right? And it looked really good. And now there's a lot of talk in Philly that D'Antoni could – I understand you can't comment on stuff like that. But when you talk about pace, my mind immediately goes to D'Antoni. What about the Harden-D'Antoni pairing was so uh, significant? 
I think they helped evolve one another. Um, you know, D'Antoni moved James <coughs> to the point guard. You know, he was playing as a two guard most of the time, still had the ball in his hands, but they moved him to the two guard and he or to the point guard and he had the ball in his hands uh quite a bit. The small ball thing in the regular season is a real thing. Uh, spacing, and we'll see it coming down the stretch here, is a real thing. And what uh, they were able to do together was they were able to find tempo and they were able to find spacing, and that's a place where James thrives. Can he do it without D'Antoni in the middle of a playoff series? Yeah, uh, Doc's a heck of a coach. You know, I don't want to take anything from that from him. Uh, he's accomplished a lot, you know. He, he's got the ability to make adjustments. He's got the ability to make players better. Uh, he's shown that. He's got the ability to win when it matters most. Uh, so he has the ability to put guys in the right positions. There's no doubt about it. I think that's just the next step for him is they got to get there. JB, really quickly, what do you think about Marcus Smart being listed as questionable for tonight's game against the Bucks? What do the Celtics lose without him on the court? Uh, he's the personification of their attitude, uh, and it's that mm. simple. Um, you know, all the things that make them – an elite defensive team. Uh, if you had to put a picture by it, you could put his picture by it. You know, he's that impactful. And, you know, he pl- has a spirit that he plays with that elevates the guys around him. So, um, you know, I expect, just knowing him, that he's going to give it his best shot to get out there and get on the floor and compete with his guys. Um, but, you know, he will be a piece that's missed if he's not out there. J.B. Bickerstaff, ladies and gentlemen, Cleveland Cavaliers head coach, Appreciate you jumping on Never with us know, this JB. morning, Coach. Bron, Bron could be coming back, JB. You don't have to answer. You don't have to say anything. Just say it. You know, <laughs> with all that. You know, I, don't I don't know. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I don't know. Jay always trying to get some hot takes. Boy, don't go. Right. That's my man. All right, JB. Yeah, this is the only coach who ever did anything with the Cavs without LeBron James. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Yes. Yeah. Right, Imagine what he could all do right. with LeBron. No, who said that? Come oh, on, guys. Man. Jay, was that you? you guys Stop are that, Jay. You don't do that with LeBron right here. Messed up. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Jay want to trend so bad. What you trend today, man? About keep trending. Relax. Yeah. Could LeBron go back to Cleveland? No. Could R-E-L-A. LeBron get the Lakers back to the playoffs? Jay tells you that. What if he wanted to play with Bronny? Would you take? All right. No, I can't ask the coach, the coach that question. Ridiculous. I, don't, don't answer I, I that, don't, Coach. How dare you, Jay? Stop putting him on the spot. Yeah, if, Jay if tells LeBron, you if LeBron about LeBron back, back to the ESPN radio. I'll take him radio. in his son. Yeah, yeah, you Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.